Welcome to October's Cybersecurity Insights, sponsored by Lidos. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Arlette Hart, Senior Cybersecurity Technologist at Lidos. I want to jump right in here, Arlette, if I can. You know, um, I was reading a study at ISC2, and they said that by 2020, there'll be 1.8 million cybersecurity jobs unfilled, you know? That's amazing. And that's what I talk about today. I talk about your company and uh, people applying for jobs there and, and, and what your offering is. Um, and and because and, I teach at Georgetown in the graduate school there, I do with students all the time who are considering mm-hmm. applying at your company. And what you they tell me is... to my company. They should. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so they say, you know, John, I'm concerned about training and mentorship and apprenticeship. So I'll just ask you. So, so where, does, where do you stand as far as those three categories go? Well, let's talk about training and apprenticeship and um, mentorship. Like first, and then I will actually want to segue into another piece of this conversation because um, when I think apprenticeship, I think interns. And as at first, um, you know, how do you get in? How do you get your feet on the, in the in the door for to be an intern? How do you really get started in the cybersecurity field? Because I think it actually is kind of a, um, a high bar. You have to be good at cybersecurity, or you have to have proven yourself. Uh, we have a lot of internships. We pull people in across the board, and we actually rotate them through a bunch of cybersecurity disciplines because that helps them really understand what cybersecurity means. It sounds so daunting, cybersecurity, and it sounds like one big monolithic thing, but it's a whole bunch of disciplines that work together to create a secure infrastructure. There's engineering, there's forensics, there's you know actually watching and looking for incidents themselves, there's identifying and remediating, and then there's the, um, the programmatics around it. So there's a whole world of things. So we try and get people exposed to the range of activities that go with cybersecurity. Um, and we do that for people coming out of college and do that sort of as apprenticeships and also as mentors. So when we bring people in, we make sure that they are hooked up with somebody who can help them get up and running quickly. But even within the organization, when people transition, we bring them from one discipline and say, okay, here, we want to make sure that as you are moving into cybersecurity, you get exposed to what cybersecurity holistically is. So we uh, bring them in and rotate them through sort of a leadership development program so that we rotate them through all the different components of cybersecurity so they get a feel for the whole discipline. I think that's really important. Um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with training and mentorship too. Um, it's funny because a lot of the emphasis on training is, you know, can I take a class in this and that and the other thing, which is really important. But I think the most important thing about cybersecurity is it's really fun to do. And really getting your feet on the ground and doing it is the part that's important. And it's like, so yes, we need to have training to support the work itself. But the work is the part that's really fun. Um, It's funny, I was thinking this morning, people do um, become, you know, civil engineers, and they get a lot of training in civil engineers. And there's obviously a lot of disciplines related to civil engineers. But the biggest part of civil engineers is go build the bridge, you know? <laughs> and it's like the same thing with cybersecurity. It's like do the stuff. That's where it gets really interesting. And there's a ton of things that no training course is going to um, give you. That said, we are focused on training and focused on making sure that people are capable of doing the jobs that it is that they need to do. But I want to make sure that like the focus really isn't can I get trained? The focus is, is this job the right job for you? And is it a really good job? Because I mean, I got hooked on cyber and it's like, I, you know, never, never walked away. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that's kind of my take on it. Um, we do, we do apprentice, we, we do all of those things and we want to attract people to the end, to the um, discipline itself. But the discipline itself, to me, is what's most appealing. 
I'm going to toss out another fun fact and see what you have to say about it. Um, recent studies show that 87% of today's cybersecurity professionals started off in a completely different field. And so should people from a wide range of fields apply to your organization or, or do, you, do you agree with that? Or why would that figure even come up? Uh, well, they had to because cybersecurity didn't exist. Yeah, it would exist, make sense, wouldn't would, it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like when I got went to school, yeah. there was no such yeah, thing as cyber. Yeah, 1960, I studied cloud security. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like I, I don't believe your resume. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, but it, it, by definition, I mean, I'm a political science person, and I'm in cybersecurity. So clearly there is room for a lot of um, liberal arts people in the cybersecurity discipline. The intelligence world is also key to cybersecurity, and like the insider threat and intelligence are really heavy in the liberal arts questions. Um, the but even the um, the forensics and the other pieces that's a learned skill. Most of these are learned skills. It's not a piece where you have automatically you know walked into a thing and say, "Oh, I absolutely know how to do this thing because I was born with it." None of these things are things you're born with. So if you're interested, give it a shot. Um, one thing I would say to every human being who is in school right now is take a programming course, learn how to program. To me, this is the writing of tomorrow. This is what writing used to be, which you still need to learn how to write. Don't get me wrong, but programming is the piece that is really important. And that gets you also the first step into a cybersecurity, um, discipline. So I think there's a lot of room for a lot of people in this discipline, I think no matter what your background is, it's worth looking at because there's so many aspects to it that, that have tangential connections to other disciplines that it's really, an, and besides, again, I think it's a fascinating field. Yeah, it's, it's really an analytical skill. One of the best cybersecurity professionals I've known majored in uh, ecological science at UVA mm -hmm. because he could take disparate data sets and analyze them in a complex manner. Well, that's the skill set that that's exactly the same skill set. You can just use different terminology. It's exactly the same skill set. Yes. And when, you know, when you're doing research to write a paper, you're pulling a bunch of different pieces of information together. This is what you do when you're building cases in cybersecurity. It's because no one can predict what the next uh, attack venue is going to be. They're changing all the time. And so if you don't have that adaptability and the uh, ability to take new sets of data and analyze them, exactly. you're going to be left by three, three weeks behind, even two days behind. You can't even tell what the next technology is going to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, so. And each technology brings its own set of threats. So, so yeah. if you enjoy analysis and, and complex problem solving, then you could be a philosophy major and be good at this or a, a ecology science major or, or anything as long as they have the ability to adapt to new situations. Absolutely. Yes. Great. We're going to pause here for a short break. My guest today is Arlette Hart, Senior Cybersecurity Technologist at Lidos. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Solving the Cyber Puzzle from Trust to Talent, sponsored by Lidos on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. At Lidos, we're advancing global missions with agile, innovative IT and cyber expertise built for rapid response to evolving threats. As a leader in cybersecurity across the federal government, Lidos brings an unmatched understanding of the defense sector's most complex challenges. Our cyber experts are delivering advanced capabilities, honed from protecting and defending critical assets around the world. If you're ready to bring your cyber skills to some of today's most important missions, find your next challenge with Lidos. Visit lidos.com careers to learn more. Welcome back to the discussion, Solving the Cyber Puzzle from Trust to Talent, sponsored by Lidos on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and 
federalnewsradio.com. My guest today is Arlette Hart, Senior Cybersecurity Technologist at Lidos. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. Well, you know, believe it or not, I've done over 500 interviews here on Federal News Radio. All kinds of different federal agencies and dot orgs, nonprofits, and a lot of commercial companies, and everyone seems to have the answer. And they're like a little silent. You know, that my, this is the, this is the only pen you should use. It's a black pen, and everyone should use it. You know, Arlette, I've done over 500 interviews here on Federal News Radio. I've talked to PhDs, uh, small companies, big companies, govies, all kinds of people. And everyone seems to have the answer. <laughs> this is the only pen you could possibly use for writing in the whole rest of your life. And so what's your reaction to someone like that? And if someone's considering working for you or working for a lot, what do you think about that? It's the one solution, one ring to rule them all. <laughs> I guess, honestly, if somebody's telling me that they have the answer to all the problems, then why would I go work there? They don't have anything for me to solve. <laughs> They've got it all. Um, yeah. And. I think this is a really complex problem, and I think one of the things that's appealing about the discipline itself is that it is a complex and hard problem. I've certainly been on the other side of being sold the answer to all the problems, <laughs> you know, and more than once. And it's like, okay, you answer a piece of the problem, but you don't have the whole picture of the problem anyway. Besides, the discipline of IT is changed so dramatically just over the last few years. You look at it and say, okay, well, you used to, you know, 20 years ago, a phone was a thing that you use to call people. Today, a phone is a thing that takes your pictures and holds your calendar and sends your email and does all these other things. And calling it a phone is sort of a misnomer. It's just a relic of what a phone used to be. But when you look at that and you say, okay, we today have a cybersecurity solution that'll not only cure this particular problem, but also the enterprise security problem, which is a bunch of mainframes in places that are locked up in buildings in order to accomplish a thing, and then also the networking problem and also tomorrow's problem, the challenge is just enormous. And even knowing what to protect and what is most important to protect, those are the questions that really need to be asked. Not, okay, I can cure all your ills. It's like most products can do some things and most solutions can do some things, but nobody can do all of them, partly because even solving one is not solving the others. And Nobody's job is really to do only, no, no business has as their only function to secure themselves. Businesses have missions to do. And even if you had all the money in the world to accomplish your cybersecurity, you wouldn't put your money there. You'd put your money in where you can make money or accomplish your business and do the, drive the mission forward. So it's like, even, even if somehow you did have the magic wand that did these things, it still isn't going to get you there because people don't have the will to get there. They need to have enough freedom in their movement of data and things like that to actually accomplish the core mission of the organization. When I talk to young people who are uh, uh, interested in cybersecurity, maybe working for your company and thinking about it, the topic that keeps coming up is these IoT devices and sensors and the number of them. And In fact, I have been told that by 2020, there'll be four devices for every human on Earth. Yeah, and so from your perspective, where does, where does Lewis fit in this whole edge security versus uh, IoT devices and encryption? I mean, this, this is really going to be a problem, I think. Oh, absolutely, 100%. And Lidos is like front and center on this thing. We're oh. working with DARPA, we're working with IARPA, we're working with the service uh, service labs, sorry, and driving down how to really address the IoT question. Um, it means so many things to so many people. Frankly, every time I think IoT, I think my smartwatch, but I know full well that it mostly means cities. You know, and it's like 
the what it means to any other person is the other question. So it's like OT, IOT, operational technology, and Internet of Things. They don't even mean the O and the T don't even necessarily mean the, the same thing in this context. But they're all a continuum of the technology that is pervading our society. So when you look at cybersecurity, again, back to the why aren't we going to be able to solve cybersecurity, when you have unsecure devices, and one of the cores of this is that most of this stuff is riding on consumer devices, Mm -hmm. and all these consumer devices are being used for enterprise purposes. So when you have an enterprise that needs to secure data, you're kind of leveraging these consumer devices that were never meant to be secured in the first place. Um, I think Lidos is really driving this mission and saying and saying we need to get ahead of it. And we've got some really interesting um, uh, independent and corporate funded research and development that's around the, um, the IoT and the OT and the, the entire spectrum of technology. And as it's working its way into every aspect of life, what it means to protect also changes. Um, for an example, and just a quick one, is when you think in terms of the exposure, you have to think not only of your direct exposure, but when you do like bring your own device to work kind of thing, your device is not only your work device, but your home device. So all of the connections within that device go back to your work and back to your house. And so you are now an extension, So and then your children, and then your friends, and all these other kind of pieces that all are now a web, and your attack surface has expanded dramatically. It's just a really complex subject. And so um, uh, I didn't know you were involved in that much research. I mean, I'd be attracted to work just to get involved in some of the research and just trying to handle the amount of data that's going to be flooding over you. Absolutely. We're going to have to take a break, but I was sitting down with Dr. Ian Buck from Stanford yesterday, and he used the word exaflop. I mean, even the terminology is changing hourly. It's hard to keep up. We're going to have to take a pause here for a short break. My guest today is Arlette Hart, Senior Cybersecurity Technologist at Lidos. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Solving the Cyber Puzzle, From Trust to Talent, sponsored by Lidos on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. At Lidos, we're advancing global missions with agile, innovative IT and cyber expertise built for rapid response to evolving threats. As a leader in cybersecurity across the federal government, Lidos brings an unmatched understanding of the defense sector's most complex challenges. Our cyber experts are delivering advanced capabilities, honed from protecting and defending critical assets around the world. If you're ready to bring your cyber skills to some of today's most important missions, find your next challenge with Lidos. Visit lidos.com careers to learn more. Welcome back to the discussion Solving the Cyber Puzzle from Trust to Talent, sponsored by Lidos on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. My guest today is Arlette Hart, Senior Cybersecurity Technologist at Lidos. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. Now, with the uh, developments of large networks and cloud computing and IoT devices, Everyone's saying, well, the solution our led is just automating. We'll just have automation. It'll solve all your problems. And there's good news and bad news with that statement, isn't there? <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> like, well, for one, you can't solve your problems without automation. I mean, I, I will agree. And we're really pushing at Lighthouse. We're really pushing hard on the automation question just because there is no way to address machine speed attacks without machine capabilities. So AI and machine learning, those are critical components to any cybersecurity um, discipline. Um, 
That said, because they are increasing, okay, we have also the volume of data is increasing dramatically. When you take um, Internet of Things and all of that means as every Internet of Things device sends data to a central controller, sends data to a an aggregation point, and every device that you hold in your hand does somewhat the same one way or another. And so, and as we get more and more things that are talking to each other, the volume of data is going through the roof exponentially. It's not just, it's not a linear increase. This is just exponential increase. And as that data keeps aggregating, the attack surface itself is much bigger. So you end up with the automation is just helping us stay where we are. So, and it's like, you know, it's doing the blocking and tackling of the low hanging fruit and things like that. But there's so much need for, the, the primary need for automation is so people don't have boring jobs. <laughs> you know, it's like do with machines what machines are good at doing and let people do things that are good, that people are good at doing. So we end up with like the hard skills, the hard analysis, and we can take care of the blocking and tackling with automation. And that's a big piece of that. And we're really driving that at Lidos. Now, uh, increasingly, I see people talking about software-defined networks and, and, and patching easier and, and having rules applied easier. Is that part of automation, would you say? It's another side of automation. A lot of times people think in the same way that you think one thing when you think IoT, you think one thing when you think automation. The one that comes immediately to my mind, obviously, is orchestration, which is a SOC capability. But software-defined networks certainly change the automation picture and should enable a much better um, granularity at your software level uh, and be able to, um, and especially if you tie it with um, some automated identity management capabilities, you can tie your, your risk much more closely to the data that it's exp that's uh, associated with that network. So you don't have quite so much flat networking and things like that. Um, it really helps and um, helps eliminate a lot of a lot of the random attacks that can happen that just expose things that shouldn't be exposed. So if you have a nice, tight software-defined network approach, you can uh, segment your, your networks so that people aren't just on one side or the other side of the network. So the software-defined aspect helps for one thing. You don't have to physically plug things into devices all the time. So you can leverage your overall infrastructure of your network and overlay some software-defined components onto it. So yeah, it's a lot better than what your hardwired network is. That said, you still need the hardwired network. You still need the people who are doing the hardwired network. You still have to secure your infrastructure at the hard and the soft level. So um, it doesn't eliminate, it facilitates, and it changes some of the optic on security. We're going to go from hardwired networks to kind of a hard question. So if I walked up to my students and said, well, you should send your resume off to Lidos for a cybersecurity position, they may respond and say, well, you know, John, you know, a lot of these companies, they kind of pigeonhole you in one area and they don't let me grow and uh, they don't let me do any kind of decision making advanced work. And so I'll just <laughs> I'll ask you right now. I mean, career advancement and and going from tactics to decision making and analysis, mm -hmm. easy progress at your organization. It, it's a progress. It's a career path. That is the career path as we go through. Um, when you start off, you do the tactical aspects of the world, so you become familiar with what it is that the discipline is about. You learn how to do um, the analysis. You learn how to do forensics. You learn how to do insider threat. You learn those kind of pieces. But then as you become facile at them, as you learn how to do them better, you 
grow into the place where your next step is clearly to make the decisions related to it and to help the next generation come through. And then as you grow into that one, you grow across the different kinds of disciplines so you can manage multiple disciplines in the cybersecurity arena. And there are many, many disciplines in the cybersecurity arena. There's insider threat, there's external threat, there's forensics, there's um, obviously the engineering component that makes this all happen without which, by the way, engineering is core to cybersecurity. Um, I think most of the people that I know who are in cybersecurity with any years around came from like electrical engineering or, or computer science. They did not learn in cybersecurity. But there's a whole path up through cybersecurity. If you want to do management, you can do that. The other thing that Lidos has is a um, subject matter expert track that allows you to stay heads down in subject matter expert if that's the way you want to go. And some people really do want to do that. And um, you can just get your expertise and you can go up to uh, essentially a vice president level within the company at just subject matter level. And never have to do the, okay, and then I'm managing 700 people kind of thing. Um, so both tracks are viable. And I think they're really, um, it's one of the more attractive things about Lidos is that it really looks at the people and says, this is an expertise that we can foster and we can really help people grow within that expertise <clears throat> and across the entire discipline. It sounds like that if someone's looking at your company, they can almost pick and choose what area they want to specialize in. And because you're so large, they can pick and choose within they can encryption, uh, mm -hmm. identity authentication, network design, software-defined uh, patching systems. It gives much more flexibility for someone looking at your company. Absolutely. The other piece that's important is we drag from um, both our drag. We bring people into our internal defense as well as out to the programs. So we protect inside and we go, rotate back and forth between contracts and the internal defense piece of it. So we get the benefit across Lidos of both of those aspects of cybersecurity. Great. I'd like to thank today's guest, Arlette Hart, Senior Cybersecurity Technologist at Lidos. I'm John Gilroy on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsradio.com and search Cyber Workforce. Thank you for listening to this week's Cybersecurity Insight Show, sponsored by Lidos on federalnewsnetwork.com and 1500 AM. The entire program can be found on demand at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search cybersecurity. At Lidos, we're advancing global missions with agile, innovative IT and cyber expertise built for rapid response to evolving threats. As a leader in cybersecurity across the federal government, Lidos brings an unmatched understanding of the defense sector's most complex challenges. Our cyber experts are delivering advanced capabilities honed from protecting and defending critical assets around the world. If you're ready to bring your cyber skills to some of today's most important missions, find your next challenge with Lidos. Visit Lidos.com careers to learn more. Those serving in our military, they're the difference makers. Separated from family, enduring hardships far from home. Sacrificing for their country, while serving in a different country. Well, for those of us who support our armed forces through the USO, we get to make a difference too. Through the USO, we get to be the force that delivers the phone call between spouse and deployed service member. The force that brings newborn and new parent together through a delivery room video chat, and the force that makes sure our military serving 7,000 miles away gets to watch the big game from a USO center. We get to be the force behind the forces, 
connecting them to every comfort of family, home, and country possible. It's a good feeling to make a difference. Visit uso.org force to learn how you can be the force behind the forces.